in life winning and losing will both happen but what is never acceptable is quitting when you feel that you're alone in this journey you really are not alone there are countless warriors who have gone through a similar journey like what you are going through today they have felt the immense pain that you are experiencing but in the end they have all healed themselves from cancer some talk about their own journey as you are listening to this right now while some have defeated pain forever but in the end they all have defeated cancer learn from them get inspired from their cancer healing journeys listen to our very own cancer warriors in this show brought to you by zen oncology and love heals cancer hello hello yeah yes hi devjani ji welcome to levels cancer and zen oncodot io this is a cancer healing journey where we invite people who have gone through cancer maybe as patients caregivers survivors because many patients and caregivers have told us that when we listen to others journey it inspires us and being a survivor too i feel that it really helps us when we listen to others journey it inspires us that when they have been through so much and came out of it then we can do so thank you so much for being with us and it's an honor to have you with us could you please introduce yourself and share your journey with us uh yeah sure yeah. uh hi uh, thank you so much for this opportunity i uh, this is devjani here uh i was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer daca uh, positive and triple negative uh, in the year 2016 november and uh, i completed my treatment uh, by may 2017 so okay. um uh so uh like you know the journey started about like um, so i felt a lump like i come from a medical background my dad's a doctor my brother is a doctor i myself is a psychologist so like once in a while like i'm i'm very health conscious and fitness freak so uh, i do self examination it's it's like nobody has told me or something like that but uh, you know out of just like general curiosity so uh, back in uh, october 2016 i just felt a small lump like you know while i was changing my dress but it was painless and it didn't like hinder my uh, daily lifestyle or anything but something uh, you know kept uh, pricking me that why is the lump there and i should get it checked and you know it's it's not normal it's not how it should be but uh, nevertheless uh, i continued with my like daily routine and somehow it just like slipped out of my mind and then after like a couple of weeks while i was showering i felt the lump again and this time it was like a little bigger in size and it was pretty prominent compared to the first time so uh, then i was like okay this is something uh, which uh, needs to be uh, you know uh, looked into and uh, next day uh, while at work i took a one hour uh, break and i went and got myself checked with a gynecologist so uh, she told me like uh, with self examination she told me that you know nothing to worry it's a fibroid and uh, you know things will be fine and uh, you know it's like it's it's just normal so in the future if it is growing in size you can think of a surgery but as of now because 
it's painless and it's not bothering you so uh, just let it be but somehow deep down like i you know i was not satisfied with the answer that she was giving me and i was like how can she just say uh, like you know only by seeing and not doing any test and then i asked her how sure are you that uh, it's a five by she's like i'm not 100% sure but if you uh, want to uh, you know get it technically uh, tested then i'll probably write a ultrasound for you and then uh, you know you can you know get the ultrasound done so then i was like okay fine at least you know i'll be at peace when i see the reports and i know uh, you know there is some evidence uh, to what she is telling then the next day itself <clears throat> i went for the ultrasound and uh, while the doctors were doing the ultrasound even they told me uh, that you know it it looks like a fibroid but you know there are some rough edges and somehow you know the word rough edges just rang a bell in my head and i'm like why why there is a s in between if it is a fibroid it should be a fibroid but then uh, you know they said okay just for correlation you can do a snsc test which is a fine needle aspiration test and uh, you know you, you can be like 100% sure if it's a fibroid or anything else until then it never did occur to me that it could be cancerous or something like that i was just going with the flow and i just wanted to you know have the results and get it tested uh, medically and uh, all these things happened when i was in bangalore my parents were in kolkata and everything that i did i did it by myself you know out of uh, my sheer curiosity and uh, you know i i took the responsibility to go and get uh, uh myself tested and uh, but that evening itself uh, luckily i got a appointment for snsc and uh, i uh, <clears throat> went ahead with it so the doctors told me that it will take uh, at least like two days for the results uh, to be out so uh, like i felt the lump on say uh, a few uh, a wednesday i went to the gynecologist on thursday and uh, friday i uh, you know went for the snsc and the ultrasound and uh, after uh, that i <clears throat> went back to work and i got back home in the evening and uh, you know when i uh, like got back home in the evening and my phone got connected to the home wifi i received a mail from the diagnostic center that i had done the test and uh, you know i was like you know it's surprising because they said i'll be receiving the results only by monday and how come i got the test results like so soon it's like just a couple of hours and then when i open the test result i see it's written infiltrating ductal carcinoma and the moment i saw carcinoma i knew this is something which is not great and you know something is really not right and uh, i mean the very thought that came to my mind when i saw the word carcinoma is like i pictured myself bald because of uh, you know uh, when i was a kid my grand i lost my grandmother to breast cancer and i remember uh, you know seeing her losing all her hair during treatment and i i was like probably in my 6th standard or 7th standard like 12 13 years old um, i didn't understand you know uh, the entire importance of cancer and the you know the uh, uh, the seriousness of the disease but uh, somehow like you know that picture of she being bald was very vivid in my mind and that's exactly you know what came to my mind when i saw the carcinoma but uh, nevertheless i wasn't scared or i wasn't like really worried and i wasn't like you know oh my god this is the end of life or something like that but somehow at you know at that moment it was like 
you know, fight or flight thing when you're like really put into some danger zone. So I, I started thinking logically. So now what's next? Uh, I tried reaching out to my father, uh, you know, but he had gone uh, for some conference in Punjab as much as I remember. So I couldn't get through. I mean, his, his phone was not getting through. The next person I called was uh, my brother. And uh, I told my brother that, uh, you know, he was really uh, not, uh, uh, I mean, he didn't uh, know that I was going through all the tests and everything. I think vaguely my dad would have mentioned that, you know, I just like detected a lump and I went to the doctor, but he didn't know that, you know, it was like so serious and all. So I just told my brother, you know, I went for this test and it says it's infiltrating uh, ductal carcinoma. And uh, the moment I told him, just for a for two minutes, there was silence. There was complete silence. I mean, he just he just didn't know how to react to it or what to say. And uh, then he just like said, okay, fine. I mean, you know, we'll just come to Bangalore as soon as possible and we'll see, uh, you know, what best uh, treatment uh, we can do. And uh, after that, I tried reaching out to a couple of my friends and uh, I have a few relatives who are also like doctors. But uh, for some reason, I couldn't get through anybody. And, uh, you know, probably they were busy. They said they'll call me back. I couldn't get through their numbers. But uh, luckily, I vaguely remember an acquaintance of mine who had once mentioned that her husband was going through treatment from Manipal uh, in Bangalore. And uh, she was there on my Facebook. So I connected through her. Uh, I mean, I connected to her and I just, you know, got her number and I spoke to her that night and I asked her, see, this is, this is the scene. I'm, I'm like detected with carcinoma. So can you just tell me which is the doctor that your husband is showing? And because I knew I had to go, uh, and show it to an oncology doctor and know which stage and, you know, get the procedure going. I mean, not now that I know there is some problem at hand, I, I, you know, I wanted to have the solution. So then she mentioned, uh, the doctor and, uh, she also gave me the doctor's personal number and she said, she's, you know, you can get in touch with the doctor tomorrow. And tomorrow being uh, Saturday, you know, it's, um, and I don't know if you'll probably get an appointment, but still you could like speak to her. So then uh, the next day I called the doctor and uh, luckily she gave me an appointment uh, by afternoon. And uh, when I went uh, to her, like she did physical examination and then uh, she, she, started saying maybe the nodes are affected. I don't know, it could be stage two, stage three. And um, she was uh, a medical oncologist. So then she said, see, I won't be able to give you much of the information. So I will uh, refer to you to a surgical oncologist. And then uh, she referred to me uh, to a surgical oncologist. So when I went to the surgical oncologist, he uh, wrote me a series of tests. And uh, he asked me to come back uh, with the test reports. And uh, it being Saturday, he also mentioned that since you got the report uh, from outside and not from Manipal uh, lab, uh, I would like to, uh, like, you know, get the sample tested and I want the test results to be, uh, you know, given by uh, the Manipal hospital. And luckily from the other diagnostic center, they had given me the sample along with my report. So the doctor said that uh, today being Saturday, if you wait for the ward boy to take the sample to the lab and, uh, you know, wait for the result, it will, you will end up getting it on Monday and I don't want you to wait that long. So I would suggest that you yourself go to the, uh, 
pathology department and uh, give your sample and ask them to uh, just put it under the microscope and tell me the results uh, through uh, the telecom. So I said, okay, fine. And then uh, I went to the pathology department and I gave my sample and I told them that, you know, uh, can you please connect with the oncology doctor so and so and uh, just uh, tell him the results. And um, I was waiting outside and uh, I don't know whether it's luck, whether it's destiny, whether, I mean, I really have no words to it because I had no clue that one of my close uh, relative was the HOD of the pathology department. I knew she was working in Bangalore somewhere, but I had no clue that, you know, she was uh, the HOD there. And uh, and honestly, like, she didn't know my good name because we have a nickname, like a pet name at home, and then we have, like, a good name. So she knows me by my pet name. But she told me afterwards that when she saw the sample and when she saw the patient's name and uh, one of her cousin is my used to be my classmate so she's like when she saw the surname when she saw the age and uh, she also knew that my grandmother had breast cancer so she's like I usually don't go and see the patient but you know some of the staff had mentioned that the patient herself has got the sample so uh, like you know she's waiting outside uh, and then she was like, I, I know, I something just told me that who is this patient? Is this the same person that I'm thinking about? And she just came outside and, you know, when she saw me, she was like so stunned. Like she just couldn't believe that, you know, she's seeing me like who is almost like a sister to her. And then, uh, you know, I told her that see, these are the tests that the doctor asked me to do. And uh, I just gave a brief and then she said nothing doing. Uh, she just immediately connected me to the HOD uh, of the oncology department. And it's it's very difficult to get an appointment with him because he's always busy traveling and, uh, you know, he just does like very few surgeries and all. But because of personal reference, uh, you know, she spoke to the HOD doctor and I just went uh, to the oncology department. And uh, when I went to the HOD doctor, like, you know, they uh, told me that you don't have to do any of the tests that the other doctor has prescribed. You can straight away do a PET CT scan and uh, you know, we'll know exactly uh, what stage and, uh, you know, uh, how uh, like how big is the tumor and everything will be like, you know, uh, clear. Okay. So uh, then, but uh, again, being a corporate hospital, it's like, you know, this is my first time experience. Uh, the uh, other doctor was uh, not uh, happy with uh, me changing my doctor because, you know, once when you and go to a corporate hospital, they give you, like, you know, uh, the hospital number and then you are under one doctor and then you can't, like, you know, change the other doctor and I had some issues. But then uh, because, uh, you know, I had personal reference and uh, the HOD is like, it's, it's up to the patient's choice to choose which doctor they want to show. Like, the hospital can't... Uh, you know, force them to be uh, under some doctor. And this is also a learning experience because in, in corporate hospitals, a lot of times you're taken for a ride until and unless you know the right person and you know where to ask for the right information. And then um, since it was Saturday, it was like, you know, the doctor asked me, uh, you can go immediately and uh, get a, uh, what do you say, um, an appointment for your PET CT scan because they usually do some two to three PET CT scan. Like, uh, as you know, they, they'll inject the radioactive uh, material and uh, they wouldn't do too many tests per day. And uh, when I went uh, to the 
uh, radioactive department uh, for my pet city scan appointment they said that until wednesday uh, you know the slots are full and uh, my i would only get a slot on thursday so again i called uh, that uh, cousin of mine and i told her see i'm only getting a slot on thursday so what should i do so then she's like wait let me get uh, you know let me just speak to the hod and i'll just get back to you and luckily the hod said that this is uh, a family matter and i want her to be the first appointment on monday morning and uh, i don't know anything I, you know you just like you know take her in so that is also like another advantage that i had that i didn't have to wait for so many days for my pet scan so this monday first hour first appointment i got my uh, test done and by evening itself before even getting the hard copy of the result like uh, the doctor spoke uh, internally and uh, they got to know that the cancer was like localized it hadn't spread and uh, since uh, you know there was a history uh, in my family of some like my grandmother having breast cancer so he also suggested to do uh, the genetic test the uh, BRCA test and uh, you know uh, the hormonal test so that you know they can plan the future uh, treatment and uh, then uh, the doctor said that so we can go ahead with the surgery because the tumor is like uh, of uh, you know operatable uh, size and uh, because you are young we would uh, you know do a lumpectomy and not a mastectomy though i was uh, like that time i was not you know uh, diagnosed with BRCA positive or triple negative but because of my age uh, the doctor suggested lumpectomy and uh, also like you know uh, since the doctor didn't want me to go through two surgeries so the uh, oncology and the plastic surgeon did a surgery together so you know they did the reconstruction and the not re- reconstruction but uh, you know the uh, what do you say the skin grafting and all and the lumpectomy uh, together okay. and um, so it was like on thursday i i like you know i felt um, the lump and the next thursday i was operated so it was that quick and i look thanks to my stars that i you know got connected to the right person who who in turn got me connected to the right doctors and the right people and uh, you know so monday i knew that i had to go for the surgery uh, tuesday like my parents were informed so wednesday morning they were there in bangalore wednesday night i got admitted and thursday uh, you know the surgery was done and uh, like believe me all throughout the procedure i was very strong emotionally like i being a psychologist myself i uh, you know i always thought okay fine you know there is a problem at hand you know every problem has a solution and with advanced technology i'm sure uh, you know yeah. things are the prognosis is like you know it's good and i started reading about uh, you know people undergoing the same treatment online and the only thing that really worried me is like me losing my hair and uh, you know me being a girl and that too so young and you know as as you know like hair is such a important asset for us so that was the only botherism i had to be really honest and um, so after i finished with my surgery uh, the doctor suggested uh, for uh, chemotherapy and radiation so i had uh, uh, eight cycles of chemo like every 15 days so the first four cycle was uh, adramycin and the second uh, like the second four uh, cycle was uh, i think uh, talitaxel if i'm not wrong and then um, 
there was a gap of like 20 days and then I had like 21 days of uh, radiation. So uh, my uh, parents kept, uh, you know, coming during my treatment and I, you know, had support. My brother was there for some time and uh, I, I mean, my experience of the cancer journey was pretty smooth with regard to finding the right doctor and getting the right treatment and you know, everything just went step by step. There was like no hindrance in between. But uh, what I would like to uh, highlight is that because of my cancer, a lot of doors have opened in my life. Like I was never a spiritual person. Like I was a psychologist. Like I knew the mind was very important. But uh, after I was diagnosed, I started digging in more. I, I was I was questioning myself that I... I ate healthy. I had a very good lifestyle. I, I didn't have any uh, addiction like smoking or drinking. I was uh, like a very, uh, what do you say? I had a very uh, standardized, good, healthy lifestyle. Then how come like, you know, I uh, was diagnosed with cancer and not anybody else who was like smoking, drinking and not having a good lifestyle. So that's when I started looking for answers and uh, I, I also figured out that, you know, everybody has cancer cells uh, because uh, I, I remember somebody mentioning that if you really do like, you know, bad things in your life or in your previous life, then you get this like deadly disease or something like that. So uh, that's when I started looking for answers and I figured out that, you know, it was a lot of learning experience knowing the fact that everybody has cancer cells in their body and, uh, you know, all the terminologies and uh, it, uh, you know, uh, or what do you say, made me more curious to know about the uh, disease. I'm not, I wouldn't say disease, but about cancer and uh, the different treatments and all. And I started reading other people's uh, blogs and, uh, you know, uh, reading their experience. And uh, once I started, uh, so I remember I uh, was, uh, the surgery was in the month of November and my chemo started like, on 15th of December, my first cycle was on 15th and my second cycle was uh, on uh, 30th. So as you know, like the hair wouldn't start following, uh, falling uh, just the next day when you have your chemotherapy. So with a period of time, that's when you start losing your hair. Yes. And uh, I, uh, so I had like long hair previously, but, uh, you know, because I didn't want to see myself bald all of a sudden, I wanted to have a transition. So I went like for short hair in between. Just after my surgery, before the chemotherapy, like before I started losing my hair. And once I started losing my hair, I was like, you know, let's just go and get it shaved because, you know, it's it's painful to see hair falling every day. And, uh, you know, instead of going through the process day after day, it's better for one shot to just go get your hair shaved. And it was like 31st December. And the reason it's so vivid in my memory is because like everybody else was getting dressed up, doing their hair, you know, planning for a party and all. And there I was getting my head, head shaved and I really had beautiful hair. Like, you know, I don't know if you know, but Bengalis are well known for beautiful eyes and beautiful hair. So, yeah. and the hairdresser, the hairdresser who uh, like, you know, got my head shaved, like I know him for almost like 10 years from the time I was in Bangalore from my college days, I was very particular with my hairdresser. So he was the one, you know, who, who, for, with whom I always went for a haircut. And uh, I just had tears rolling down my eyes. I mean, I just, I couldn't 
imagine that this is how I look without hair because I've never pictured myself how would I look without hair. But he was very supportive and he told that you know it's okay, it's just hair, it will come back and you know it doesn't matter. Life is more important than hair and whatever. And I was like, okay, fine. And then uh, you know after I got back, I, I was very, uh, I became very introvert. Like I lost confidence on myself. And I, I thought that people would judge me, people would talk behind my back the way I looked. So I, I stopped going out completely and I stopped looking at myself in the mirror because it was very depressing. So this went on for a couple of weeks. And then, uh, I don't know, I don't exactly remember when, but one fine morning I was in the bathroom, I was brushing my teeth and uh, suddenly I just had a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And when I looked at myself, I just looked straight into my eyes in my reflection and something within told me that, you know, you're still beautiful uh, inside. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, your hair, you're not your appearance, you are for who you are. It just felt like, you know, my soul was talking to me and I can't explain to you in words, but it was a very, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, different experience wherein you get to speak with yourself, like, you know, you know, somebody inside you telling you that you are beautiful and you don't have to be, you know, uh, judged by others or you don't have to be uh, approved by others whether you're beautiful or not. And day, I just like lost all my inhibitions, what people would think about me. I just uh, like wore a scarf. I had like different scarves and I just like, you know, uh, styled it up and I started going out. So that was like one experience for me. And the other experience was what I felt during my entire treatment was uh, acceptance. Like, because I was in the acceptance mode of the entire uh, cancer uh, journey, my recovery and uh, my solutions also came along the way. Because, uh, so after my treatment, I started counseling people who are undergoing uh, treatment and the caregivers. And a lot of times I've seen like people who are in the denial mode and people who are not ready to accept that, okay, there is a problem and, you know, we should work on it. The recovery is also much delayed because your mental is always, uh, you know, linked with your physical. Right. So that was another, uh, you know, learning experience uh, for me. And uh, so post my uh, treatment, I started being a part of a lot of cancer groups. I was a part of the Indian Cancer Society. And that's when I thought that this was my calling. I mean, I was a psychologist, but I always wanted to have, have a niche market. Like, you know, I I wanted to do something wherein I specialize in that. And after I underwent treatment, I knew that, you know, not too many people would be in this area, like doing counseling for uh, oncology patients and also the added advantage is that I myself have the experience. So when I am talking, I'm talking out of experience and not uh, based on knowledge or uh, like whatever I did. So yes. that's when I told myself, okay, so this is, you know, this is my journey and this is my calling and this is what I would like to work on in the future. And that's how it started. Like I, I told in a very brief, short uh uh, what do you say? Um, brief way. Uh, like I, yeah, in a very brief way. I, I didn't want to get into too many uh, details because then it will be like never ending. 
<laughs> yes, I can understand. It's a long journey. Yes, true. So, yes. if you have any questions, like you know, you can ask me. So this this was like world is so. Yes, I could literally connect with every thing you said. That hair part, that diagnosis part, and we become closer to ourselves when we are on this journey, right? True, true. And also, I would like to tell you. So when, when, so so when my parents were telling me, "Don't worry, just hair, it will come back," and all. But comparatively, when another cancer survivor who was giving me the confidence that it will come back, and when I saw pictures of them, or when I. went online and i saw blogs of people you know where they have lost their hair and they got their hair so the confidence was much more so that's when i realized when i when i talk to people with my experience you know the the belief will be much more in me than a normal person who who is just telling you to console you or to you know empathize with you correct it's easy for you to trust when you hear something from other survivor True. Yes. So you were psychologist before your cancer journey, right? Yes, I've done my master's in clinical psychology. Oh, so how uh, this uh, helped you in your journey? Like you were psychology, so, uh, yes. Yeah. So like I said, like mentally, I was very strong. Like I was always uh, in the acceptance uh, mode. like uh, not for once i felt that you know why me and you know it is the end of the life or emotionally i was very shaken like i was very like because i knew that mental battle is like almost half the battle and if you are uh, you know if you have won your mental battle physical is just a part of it so in that way i feel that you know i had an advantage that uh, i knew how the mind work and i knew how to like deal uh, with the emotional crisis because normal people would probably uh, you know break down be a lot of anxious they will have a lot of questions in their head but uh, in that way uh, i think i had an extra advantage and also like uh, after my uh, diagnosis i got into more of spiritual practices i started with yoga i i got myself certified uh, as a yoga trainer and then i uh, did a lot of healing practices like uh, reiki past life regression hypnotherapy wow. so everything together like really helped me uh, to uh, because to be really honest during my treatment i hardly had any side effects to be very true like you know only the first two three days after chemo till the time the drug was there in your body it was a bit uneasy uh, and it was uncomfortable but after that it I, i had a normal life i i i was staying on the fourth floor and our apartment didn't have a lift so i would climb uh, you know till uh, my uh, what do you say my flat and i would do everything like you know like a normal person and if if i wouldn't have removed my scars nobody would even know that you know i was undergoing treatment but <laughs> once i <clears throat> when i started losing out on eyebrows and eyelashes like during uh, the end uh, of the chemo session that's when like you know people started figuring out and because i was staying in bangalore and all my relatives were back in kolkata like i i think hardly few one or two knew that i was undergoing treatment and most of them had no clue that uh, you know i was undergoing treatment they only got to know when my first story was out online and that's when like you know 
Oh. They were like, you know, it, it just it just happened, and we had no clue that we went through so much. Oh. And how yeah, you so, handled that yeah. first shock of uh, diagnosis? And you said you got that email, and you were the first one to know that you have uh, some car carcinoma. Yeah, you read, right? Yeah. So yes, you yes, got the yes. clue that you have cancer. So how you handle yeah. that? Like I said, so the the word that uh, the the very first time I saw the word carcinoma, my brain just associated and had a mental image of me being bald because that's when I recollected my. <laughs> grandmother losing hair when she was undergoing treatment but then again my mind went uh, to a logical mode i mean i don't know for some reason for me it it didn't hit the emotional button but it hit the logical button right then i started thinking that whom should i connect what should i do next and you know what are the like you know i mean i should call my parents i should go to an oncologist and uh, get uh, myself uh, you know diagnosed with stage it is so i was i was very logically thinking step by step so i really didn't have time to be emotional and uh, think about it because i knew i had to take action or else nobody else will because i really didn't have anybody else to rely on because i had to take charge of everything i really didn't have much time to be emotional about it okay so you now do counseling for cancer patients yes Yes. So, can you uh, share some experiences? Uh, sure. I mean, <clears throat> so uh, one thing I would <clears throat> like to mention that a lot of relapse cases that I have, you know, seen, <clears throat> uh, what I found in common is that people always have the fear: what if it comes back? Even for me, like my, uh, I have a very, uh, you know, very. Um, extraordinary combination of triple negative and BRCA positive so there is no hormonal treatment or prolonged treatment and like you know the doctor doesn't know what is what has caused the cancer i mean obviously it's genetic so the uh, uh, relapses relapse chances are pretty high and uh, like you know me being so young but what i tell myself and I, what i also tell to my other uh, clients whom i do counseling is that you never know what's going to happen tomorrow i mean you know why worry today thinking what if it comes back if it comes back you know i'm sure there will also be a solution then and to worry about it then when it comes back but today you live for today because you never know uh, you know how many days you're going to live so always be in the present and right. people who have accepted and people who are living their life people who are taking care of their lifestyle and you know Uh, working on themselves i don't i mean i have not seen anybody having a relapsed case who told me that you know they were really happy enjoying life they they never feared that cancer would come back and it did come back like 99.9% people have come up and told me that somehow somewhere deep down they always kept fearing that you know what if it comes back i don't know if you believe in the law of attraction so you know the more you worry about something you, you kind of tend to uh, you know attract it and uh, yeah. you know if you are fearful then your immunity also goes down your system also goes down and because your immunity is down the cancer cells just like you know act more uh, vigorously and that's when like you know you have the natural so another experience is that so the patient who is undergoing treatment has a lot of attention there are too many people to 
take care and you know cater to their emotional needs but the caregivers go through a lot themselves and you know they are not given much importance they, they think that okay our emotional health is not important because uh, the person who is undergoing treatment should uh, like you know require my uh, assistance my help yeah. but then again you know if you are not emotionally stable how can you help someone else and when there be a breakdown then it will be really bad for yourself and also you won't be able to help a, a patient or your family member who is undergoing treatment yes. so the caregiver's emotional health is i think more important than the person who is undergoing treatment because the person who is undergoing treatment uh, you know has a lot of attention from doctors and other relatives and all but the main caregiver is like you know the, that person should be like really emotionally stable themselves like they should take time out for themselves they should give the responsibility to some other family member and they should do it in a very balanced way so that you know it's not that they are just giving 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 and they're not you know refilling themselves emotionally yes they they silently fight with this battle they don't tell yes. anyone they silently fight with this battle exactly yes yes so you know uh, when we are on this journey there are days when we uh, feel that it's too much to handle now but still uh, you don't give up so what was that thing that kept you going that kept you that kept motivating you to not give up okay so <clears throat> i mean uh, like you said yes there were uh, days of so uh, like you know with my personal experience i'm telling you the days when i was very positive the days you know when um, i uh, uh, you know i accepted that okay fine i mean it's cancer and i should undergo treatment and things will be fine my side effects all my physical health <clears throat> was also very uh, like you know good it it was very uh, supporting but the days because with time even the negativity also starts sitting into you i mean when other people start sympathizing and not empathizing and you know me being so young uh, you know it, it 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 just brushes it off to you and then you start questioning like you know what if my hair doesn't come back what if i'm that you know some uh, you know uh, like out of that one extraordinary person whose hair wouldn't come back what if you know it uh, you know it relapses for me because i'm also human i i, I can't be like positive all the time but yeah. what uh, you know kept me going throughout the journey is that i always told myself that it's a learning experience it's a wake up call it's like a slap on the face wherein i i you know it's it's like i should be looking into something like you know i should be more spiritual as a person i should be like knowing myself better to give it out to the world so you know i i what really motivated me that until and unless i get better i won't be able to help others and uh, you know share my journey with others so i have to get better so that i can set an example for others you know who would be more motivated during uh, my journey or during my story so that was one thing that really kept me going okay so i heard from many uh, cancer patients uh, cancer survivors that cancer journey has been a learning experience for for them and i uh, personally feel so breaking, can you repeat what did you say 
I said I heard from many cancer survivors that cancer journey has been a learning experience for them. Yes. Yes, and for me too, it has been a learning experience. So, what okay. were your learnings from cancer? Okay, so like I said, my learning was uh, you know the two things that. Uh, you know, physical experience, other external things really doesn't matter when, uh, you know, your inside is positive and, uh, you know, you are the soul, like, you know, your, your spirit. And the other thing is that, you know, once when you accept any situation, you get solutions and, you know, the recovery is really fast. And also because of cancer, I became more spiritual in the sense that though I was a psychologist, but I was not a spiritual person, to be really honest. I had, like, no clue that something called Reiki, something called past life regression, something, like, I knew the term hypnotherapy, but I didn't know, uh, like, you know, it's uh, techniques. and So it helped me learn a lot of different modalities and gain a lot of knowledge, like, through my journey. So I also encountered this, Buddhism practice called Nichiren Buddhism, Namya Horenge Kyo. So that also got me connected to a lot of members and like-minded people. So, you know, the the entire journey opened doors for me to meet, uh, you know, spiritual people who would help me through the journey and who would help me gain knowledge so that I can equip myself better so I can give out to the world in a better way. Okay. So did you try Ricky on your journey? Uh, so I uh, I learned Reiki after I uh, recovered. Like I I I got to know about Reiki after I finished my treatment. So I I did Reiki uh, for my maintenance phase. Like I didn't do Reiki during my journey or during my treatment, but uh, uh, I uh, came to know about Reiki through a common friend and uh, okay. that's then I like I, I I learned the first level also. So yes, I mean it's it's learning. There's also something called Jinshin Jitsu. I don't know if you've heard about it. So it's it's a Chinese practice where uh, uh, like uh, you you like you know you, you place your palms on certain points of your body and you heal yourself. It's like uh, you know healing in your hand. So you mm. have the power in your hand. So it, it's something like that. So. There are like, you know, uh, so many different modalities, to be really honest, it's like an ocean. Once you get into it, there's no coming out of it. And something leads to the other, the other thing leads to the other, and there's so much to learn. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, the very fact that uh, in um, uh, Vedic, uh, I mean, in uh, Ayurveda and uh, in uh, our Vedic system, they say Panchakosha, like, so you have different layers of your body and it's just not the mind. I mean, apart from the mind, you also have your energy body. You know, you you have your, um, uh, you know, your spiritual body. So, you know, the seven chakras and all. You know, learning your how the system works. It's yes. it's like a different. Um, uh, what do you say? It's like a different chapter altogether. I wouldn't have known all these things if I wouldn't have, you know, hit by cancer. To be really honest. Oh, so there is so much to learn from you. 
I am actually uh, uh, your voice yes. actually your voice is breaking I think you should change the uh, you know angle of the phone or something like that I am not able to hear you clearly mm-hmm. initially it was fine but now again like you know it's, it's having the robotic talk okay so can you hear me now yes but uh, it could be better <laughs> okay let me change my position first <laughs> so can you hear me now I can but uh, you know I have to really strain myself to follow the words that you are saying because in between it's getting such like it's like a a a a like that you know that robotic sound in between okay now uh, just uh, yeah but I mean just say a few sentences and I would know like you were you were saying something so yes so I was saying that there is so much to learn from you the spiritual part I mean I mean I I would love to share as much as I know but uh, for me also it's like I've, I've met so many different people because I'm a kind of a person who's very logical I like I wouldn't be convinced until and unless I experience it myself or I like you know know myself like if you come and tell me something until and unless I do my research and until and unless I work on it and until and unless you know I experiment with it I wouldn't like you know say it to somebody else or get myself convinced that okay this works. So that is like a plus point for me that I really you know when I when I have a topic in hand I really get into the you know the core of it the crux of it and that's when like you know it helps me understand more about the the practice or the modality of healing. Uh, okay. Like, so we, you, you name it and I've done it. Whether it's tarot card, whether you know it's um, or you say color therapy, whether it's like you know candle meditation, you name it. And you know I, I think there's there's hardly anything that I like <laughs> left out of not knowing. Wow, <laughs> I'm very new to it. <laughs> so we can it's say very that interesting yeah. and it's very nice. Yes, I'm very new to it, and I really feel. peaceful while i read all this stuff <laughs> that's that's nice yes so we can say that cancer has uh, changed you in a positive way yes it did yes it did change me in a po- positive way but there are also days when i feel depressed when i feel like low but then that's a part of life but what uh important is that i know how to get out of it like you know it's not that you know i get stuck into it but uh, you know if i would be lying if i say that yes i'm like positive on all days and i like never get depressed or something like that i do i do there are days where now uh, you know it's not all that great it's not all that uh, colorful but uh, the best part is that because i know all those practices uh, it helps me to get out uh, on a you know quicker way compared if i wouldn't have known all this yes and we are humans we did get uh, we did break down and it's okay to break down right yes that's correct yes so you talked about uh, lifestyle changes so what lifestyle changes uh, you did on your journey like any okay, uh, so, uh, yes. a is like um, you know meditation meditation is really really helpful it's like you know spending time with yourself what were your learnings on this cancer journey 
I think you were asking about lifestyle modification or something like that prior to that. Yes, I also asked that. Okay, so lifestyle modification would be like meditation, um, you know, uh, proper good food, like uh, eating on time, eating the right food, exercise. Um, what else? Like having a very balanced lifestyle, like not doing too much and not doing at all anything. It's just like you know, at the end of the day, you should be happy and you know you should feel good and always be in the moment. Like not uh, be too anxious and not be too uh, regretful. Like you know, just be in the present. Like you really can't do anything about your past, and neither can you do anything about your future. So. you know being in the present is the key yes and um, what was your other question what was my learning yes um like i said learning there are like so many things like all the uh, spiritual practices and uh, you know learning more about cancer and uh, learning about myself like the kind of a person i am and you know getting to know myself more and also uh, you know relationships with relatives and uh, significant other like you know where uh, where i should draw the line and set boundaries and uh, where i should be uh, you know more vocal learning to say no and uh, you know making you as a priority so yeah these these were the pretty much things that i learned Okay. So from where did you get your support system along with your family? Uh uh like I said I became a part of the Buddhism practice called Nichiren Buddhism. So uh like uh, the members chanted for me and uh, you know they used to have this monthly meetings so I used to attend the meetings and I really felt positive about it. So uh then I uh, you know I uh, had uh, a lot of other uh, spiritual people who helped me uh, be more positive and uh, introspect and look inside and you know find answers within and um, yeah I mean that yeah I mean I really I wasn't any part of any NGO or I didn't go or, or like you know for any counseling sessions myself because I I really didn't have the exposure to it but uh, otherwise I have been lucky to meet uh, really positive people and right people during the journey and that really helped me to boost up my energy and my confidence level okay so any message you want to give to patients or caregivers um yeah i mean uh, like i said that the two uh key points that i really which i learned myself and i would also like to share with the rest of the world is uh you know acceptance of the disease or anything that you know that could be anything in your life see uh like you know there will be ups and downs in life there will be positive and negative but every time when you are in the acceptance mode uh, the solution is uh, you know it's it's more uh, quick uh like it's it's more available because if you are in the denial phase then you your mind is occupied uh, rejecting whatever is happening so you wouldn't be looking for solutions but if you have accepted uh, 
you know, a problem, then you will start looking for solutions. And the second is like, you know, gratitude. Like, you know, if if you have gratitude for a small thing, the universe will uh, give you back with a much bigger thing. So it's, you know, you should be really grateful whether it's something good or whether it's something bad because everything is a learning experience. For example, my cancer, uh, you know, I I feel it's it's like uh, a, a learning lesson for me. It's it's not the end of the life. It's just the beginning. And it's a new chapter that has opened for me. So I'm really grateful that, you know, I was hit by cancer at a very young age. So it helped me you know, look at life in a much better way, in a much more positive, uh, like positive way. So on that point, I also feel the same that I always say thank you, cancer. Whenever I learn something new, maybe it's about life or any small thing, I always say thank you, cancer, because life has totally changed after cancer. That's that's true. I mean, it's it's really nice. And, you know, we should be grateful for... um, even like you know when i when i do counseling for uh, my clients i always give them that exercise to write 10 things that you're grateful for you know it could be the food on the table the roof on your head you know the partner that uh, who cares for you so if you it's like you know if you are positive you attract more positive things but if you are in the negative frequency you start attracting negative frequency so if you yeah. keep on cribbing that i don't have this i don't have that forever you will not have it like for example poor poor people will always be poor and rich people will be more richer it's only because the poor people will always think of the negative things that they don't have money they don't have money but the rich like you know if if they have 10 rupees they will think how they can grow that 10 rupees how they can make it 100 how they can like you know make it uh, uh, you know 1000 so it's it's all in the mind i mean the more positive you are you attract more positive things and more beautiful things will happen in your life but if you're negative and uh, you know if if you are not grateful for you know for the things that you have in your life you'll keep attracting more of things that you know you of not your liking like there will always be a phase when there'll be people above you and below you but you should always look you know, people who are below you, but then you will feel that, okay, you're so much better off compared to the other person who is not so fortunate enough to get uh, what you have. But if you compare yourself with people who are above you, then you will always be, you know, uh, sad that, okay, I don't have the things that the other person has. So it's, it's always good to be appreciative of whatever you have in your life at the moment. Yes. And I also feel that when we are on this journey, on this cancer journey, uh, we literally forget what being normal is because there are thousands of things going with you daily, physically and emotionally too. But yes. the only thing, uh, but the only normal at that time means is surviving. Surviving only yes. means normal at the time. And that process uh, makes us more be- uh, grateful for every breath we take right yes <laughs> so anything more you want to share uh, I mean, that's pretty much about it i think i've i've told whatever i had to say through the question answers and now uh, Initially, when I introduced myself, so I, I don't think so. Like, is there anything else that you would like to ask or not? 
Yes. Anything you feel like you want to be written in your journey? Um, I don't. Maybe like once you write it, if you share a draft with me, then I can just like you know go through it. And in case if I feel I would like to add something, then I will give it my input. But at the moment, I think I said pretty much what I had to say. I don't think there is there anything you know more that I could add to it. Okay, it's okay. So it was really inspiring talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For Thank you time. so much for your time. And also sorry for like you know so many uh, disconnections in between because I don't know the other number. I think there were some network issues or not because I was not able to hear you. I think after a point of time, even you couldn't hear me properly. Yes, I was not able to uh, hear even single word what you told. Okay. Yes. Uh, on last points. Okay. Yes. Sure. Thank you so much, and thank you for reaching out and you know helping me, uh, you know, bring out my story to a larger audience. And if any way people get inspired, even if one person gets inspired, I think the job is done. Yes, I am inspired by your journey. <laughs> really inspired. <laughs> thank you so. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Okay. okay. So uh, once when you uh, like come up with the. like storyline or the draft if you share with me then i can just like you know if i have to put in something then i can uh, yes. give in my input okay like okay. before you publish it yes sure sure okay okay and you said you also would like you want some pictures so like you know if you if you can tell me like you want pictures uh, during uh, the treatment or post treatment like any picture you like Okay, because honestly speaking, I don't have much pictures during the treatment. Like I said, I was very, you know, uh, I was not confident about my looks and all. I I've just taken one picture on the last day of the treatment, so that's the only picture I have. But uh, yeah, I can share pictures with you where I had short hair and like how how I look now. It's like almost uh, to three years post treatment, so my hair is. as normal as it used to be earlier so if people who didn't know that i underwent through this cancer journey they could have never made out that you know i had gone through that journey because it is as normal as it used to be before okay uh, you can send any picture you like okay we I'm, are beautiful sure in every that. picture right <laughs> yes i mean if you're beautiful inside then it shows uh, outside yes it's not the physical appearance Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, and uh, you know, have a nice week ahead. <laughs> Same to you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye.